0: Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters. I'm Charlie Pellett. The Dow and S&P are both uh, trading lower. We have got NASDAQ advancing up a point now at 61.17. Little change there. The S&P, NASDAQ, uh, S&P and Dow both declining. S&P down 5 at 23.88, down 2 tenths of 1%. The Dow is down 41 points. Hold up four dollars the ounce to twelve twenty-eight. West Texas Intermediate crude higher by six cents to forty-seven eighty-nine. A gain there of one tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet and Dance, a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: Thank you so much, Charlie Pellet. It is time for the Bloomberg ETF Report, brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility? Minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more, please visit blackrock.com/factors. Prepared by BlackRock Investments LLC. Here with the Bloomberg ETF Report, Bloomberg's. Catherine Cowdery. Most passive investing is really active. That's a word from Bloomberg intelligence analyst Eric Valchunas. He says all investing is ultimately active and rules-based. Double Line CEO Jeffrey Gundlach reinforced that view this month. He said passive investing is a myth, and people are blindly handing their money over to an investment committee they know nothing about. Here's Valchunas.
0: He's on to something here. Academics will tell you that true passive is taking all of the stocks and market cap weighting them. Well, nothing really does that. Even the s and is only large caps. Then it's picked by a committee. And if you look at the S&P and you break down the holdings, look, it's 25% tech. FANG stocks went from 2% to 7%. percent you got a lot of momentum baked into the S&P. So I think he's right to question it all.
1: Beltuna says the real advantage of passive funds and ETFs is their low cost. And ETFs have an added benefit. They're more tax-efficient than mutual funds. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. Thank you so much, Catherine Cattery. This portion of Bloomberg Markets brought to you by Eisner Amper. When finding the right business structure, evaluation, or raising money, or getting tax advice, life science entrepreneurs turn to the accountants and advisors at Eisner Amper. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on this Friday. This is Bloomberg.
0: So
1: So we all talk about... Self-driving vehicles, but what about self-driving boats? And we're not just talking about autopilots because we kind of got that already. Uh, we're going to talk about this, though, because our next guest knows an awful lot about boats. Um, with us, Michael Johnson, CEO at Sea Machines, on-site at Mass Robotics in Boston. Welcome to Bloomberg Radio.
0: Thanks a lot, Carol.
1: Nice to have you here with us. Um, tell me what you guys are doing. And i meant autopilots. I'm a sailor, so I've got an a- autopilot. So, I, like, I understand... Um, how we've had that around for a while—it's nice. It kind of steers your boat, keeps you right. on course. What are you guys doing?
0: So you're right. Autopilots go back, you know, back to like the 1920s and such. Um, so we're basically, so we're uh, building autonomous, uh, self-driving control systems for boats. So it's basically an autopilot uh, that takes feedback, feedback of the surroundings around it, um, to take command of the boat um, and autonomously uh, drive it.
1: Um, tell me what kind of industries you guys are playing into. I'm assuming like salvage and so on and so forth.
0: So yeah, it, it's a huge, you know, global market. But where we're focusing on uh, initially is the commercial workboat side of it. This is this is kind of the emerging part of of the market that we're
1: targeting. What kind of demand have you seen? I mean, how many vehicles are out there being used?
0: Well, this is a you know, this is very early. Um we uh right now we How many are
1: being tested then?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we we have one in house that we test, but in fact we just uh, purchased our second vessel. So for a year we've been testing our alpha technology here in Boston Harbor. And um now, like I said, we're gonna be deploying a second vessel. Um and we're putting out our beta system, actually the Tom's control system, uh this spring and the stage that we're at is we are signing up pilot customers right now you know uh, commercial customers to actually use our system as a retrofit kit mm-hmm. on their existing workboats to then uh, be able to you know dr- operate them autonomously and for our first customers it it gives them the ability to actually um, operate them uh, in an unmanned fashion as well
1: if i go to your website you show the v1 the v2 the v3 are these these are the the tests, the test vehicles, if you will?
0: So, yeah. The, I mean, so our core technology is the is the control system. Mm-hmm. Uh, to help, you know, show this to the world, we um, have worked with a company called Jensen Maritime to develop some concept uh, unmanned vessels as well. But really, uh, our business line is, is providing these retrofit kits to existing vessels.
1: You mentioned, Michael, we're talking with Michael Johnson, founder and chief executive officer at Sea Machines. Um, how big of a market? Do you see this?
0: Well, you know it—it it, it is massive. I mean, the global maritime space, um, from by aggregating a lot of uh, various data, is a one trillion dollar space from the expense side annually. And um, so, and we're, we're taking on just a just actually, a, you know, relatively small percentage of that initially with workboats, but it's still very sizable. We're, you know, our first uh, you know service addressable market, using that term, is about six billion dollars right now.
1: What's it like, though, um, you know, there are other companies out there, some well-established companies that are out there uh, looking to do the same thing. Right. Uh, is there room for many? Do you feel like at some point you're going to have to hook up and work along with uh, maybe one of the bigger companies that are out there?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, so, so there are some very large conglomerates that, that work in our space, uh, and they've been putting out you know great technology over the decades uh we have already been uh collaborating uh with Siemens we're mm-hmm. we're working with their uh hardware and uh, putting our software on their hardware and you know Siemens ha- provides a uh, very proven uh, industrial PLC system that's used throughout our industry. PLC meaning Uh, programmable uh, logic controllers. So, so, um, that's used throughout our industry already. Uh, a lot of confidence in that product. And, uh, so it's our software, uh, running on, on their hardware.
1: I mean, ultimately, I mean, I feel like it's a little bit safer on the water (laughs) doing this than on the road. Fair to say?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, so are a lot we, safer. We, yeah, we believe that the ocean is the you know is the perfect domain uh, for autonomy. Besides besides space, <laughs> you yeah. know I mean the ocean comparably you know is wide open spaces, uh, relatively slower speeds as compared to cars, and not not uh, not a lot of things running out in front of you.
1: What kind of regulatory um, concerns do you have though? I mean where does that where where will the regulatory environment play into all of this? Right.
0: So so we're already. Uh, I'm kind
1: of amazed at. The mm-hmm. amount of things you can kind of do on the water mm-hmm. where there isn't oversight. There is oversight. Don't get there me absolutely wrong. Absolutely, is oversight. But yeah. but but you can also do a lot of stuff on the water.
0: <laughs> right. No. I mean, so so there absolutely is oversight. I mean, regulations in the space go. You know, some of the earliest regulations going back to some of the uh, you know, Titanic and, and such like that that started driving them. Um, but uh, the space, the regulators, they they see this coming because our industry has kind of been a laggard behind, right. you know, the air industry and now the cars. And, and so they see it coming, and, and they're preparing for it. And they're looking for innovators like us to help shape those regulations. So we're working with and, and, and you know, have had multiple conversations with various levels of regulators in our space.
1: It requires a collaboration because it's safe to say that there's a lot of regul- regulators that don't really quite understand how it all works and what it can mean. Um, Michael, how quickly before you think that this kind of ramps up and becomes kind of commonplace out there? You talked about the market size. How how long before it becomes kind of more commonplace? I
0: think, I think the value of, of this type of control system will be readily perceivable, and I believe it will take off very quickly in a um, year uh so i mean we you know uh we will prove the value of our systems with our pilot customers and we'll we'll, sh- we'll show the world and uh from there uh we think uh for sure i mean our, our industry for sure a year uh, for sure a year yes we'll be selling systems in a year um but you know our industry it's a very uh high revenue uh but low margin business and and uh uh, companies are always looking for ways to improve their, their right. bottom line and, and improve safety, and that's what autonomous systems do.
1: From what I understand, you were the man who raised the cruise ship Costa Concordia. Is that correct?
0: I, I wrote the bid on that. I was a, I was a vice president at the company that, uh, that that won that project. That's right.
1: Will stuff like yours, systems like yours, kind of prevent those accidents from happening?
0: Absolutely. So, I mean, that's the thing with autonomy, is right now we're talking about using it for small vessels, uh, work boats, uh, mm-hmm. using unmanned uh, in an unmanned fashion. But uh, going further, with larger vessels, you'll use it as an overwatch system. It'll provide huge value to those ships.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It it makes sense to me. completely makes sense. Um, Good luck. I look forward to hearing more about the business going
0: forward. Thank you very much.
1: Michael Johnson, he's founder and chief executive officer at Sea Machines, on site with us at Mass Robotics in Boston. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Masser on this Friday, and this is Bloomberg Radio.